episode if it's not that bad podcast i'm fern here with dom what is up did you see that um well you know you guys probably know that we're into like spooky things and creepy things and strange things and wrestling and wrestling but did you see that um there was a ufo that was seen over ireland and like i guess it's like being officially investigated yeah but see it's ireland so it's like not saying everyone was drunk yeah there's a possibility yeah but like hey at least the government yeah maybe sure maybe they're all a bunch of drunks and they're like but like hey at least the government's like taking it seriously and it's like oh shoot there was like some weird lights that we can't explain we don't know what they were like let's take a look at it Unlike this country where some strange lights go up. Oh, oh, yeah, with some flares that we throw up. <coughs> well, the difference is that mm-hmm. they're overseas. It's a completely different thing. Here we have the shadow government uh-huh. working against us. Yeah. And we have to have people like our light soldier, the president of the United States, Trump, <laughs> fight against, you know... What basically is the cabal mm-hmm. trying to suppress all that information. Yeah. Because, see, there are bad aliens working with the New World Order. Yeah. But those aliens that we see are the good ones trying to show themselves. And that's why uh, most governments are trying to hide them. Yeah. So why is Ireland trying to find out what they are now? Uh, because, see, QAnon. Yeah, QAnon. Uh, you know, like he's the only one that really knows oh, the truth. Oh so, you know, when you when you think about it, you know, you got to think for yourself, Dom. Like, we on this podcast aren't telling you what to think. Yeah. But if you're a Democrat, then you believe in a satanic government. Oh, and they're all pedophiles, right? Yeah, who are meant, yeah, who are meant to, to kidnap kids and <laughs> kill them and torture them in a pedophile ring. But we're just telling you, you know, like, you know, believe what you believe and think for yourself, but... You know, just know that if you align yourself with the Democratic Party, then you are a part of the satanic government. Oh, my just God. Saying. Anyways. Did you see the video or the, the pictures or whatever? Is it this one that says, I want to believe? No, it's like, <laughs> it looks like a, kind of looks like a, like a, like a giant dick that's going into the clouds. Uh-huh. But it's only like half of it. Like, it looks like it's either descending or ascending. So there's only like. Part of it's in the clouds, and the other yeah. part of it's hanging out, and it kind of looks like a typical UFO saucer type of deal. Mm-hmm. So you think it's fake? I don't know. I mean, I did see it, uh-huh. and it wasn't just like it wasn't just the people on board. It was the air traffic controllers. Yeah, that's what they said. And, and the pilot. I believe two different plane pilots. Yeah, and that's why they're like, oh. Oh, we don't uh, we don't know what to think of this or like that stuff intrigues me. Yeah. And and um, you know, not to get too mainstream, but I want to believe. Yeah. Well, you know that's all based on one guy, right? <laughs> but you see it's like when you started getting to conspiracies and aliens <laughs> and all this like I would say like wonderful 
thought process. Yeah. You got to understand that you can't believe everything, but it's okay to hear everyone. No, I think you, if you believe one thing, you have to believe everything. No, God damn it. <laughs> See, because that's the only thing that like irritates me with all of this uh-huh. is that, yeah, like we talk about all the time, like there is just some really creepy shit that doesn't make sense, right? Yeah. And for, for anything, for conspiracies, for for ghosts, for aliens, for cryptids, all that stuff, right? Yeah. There are, there is, you know, although not 100% evidence, there's physical proof that something isn't right. Let's yeah. say that. And me 10 years ago was more of like, oh, that's cool. But me now, it's like, oh, that's actually really intriguing. Mm. Um, and, you know, one thing that conspiracy theories... And the people that believe in them really hook into is that, yeah, they have naysayers, you know, but yeah. it's also vice versa. Like, you know, they t- they'll they take like, oh, well, this scientist totally ignores this, right? Mm-hmm. So he must be bought off and yeah. like, you know, working for the government. But it's like, government what about chill. what about every other scientist that is doing their own research right that isn't tied to any yeah. funds of any sort yeah and they come to the same they're conclusions doing the, they're doing the lord's work oh okay but what if they're get? they're also still against it oh then they're not <laughs> they're not doing anything good yeah or it's even like they'll they'll take this these quote-unquote facts and when you try to explain like how is this a fact if this is proven wrong this is proven wrong uh, this is this is this was a story mm. that they mm. uh, you know exaggerated yeah. right? Mm. But how can you believe the person that you know said all of this stuff now that he's proven wrong? How can you believe him? Yeah, but I believe the person, not the fact. That's really what it comes down to, and it's it's irritating because sometimes these people do kind of come. Oh yeah, they, they they get on the right trail, right? And and it's really intriguing, and it's like, oh okay, cool. And then they just, like, jump off the the cliff. And it's like, what the fuck, you know? I Uh, I saw that and I was like, that's pretty interesting that, like... Yeah, like, there's... That's the thing is, like, there's some really interesting stuff. There was... I wish I remember the YouTube name. I can't remember. But there's a guy who, I mean, you know, bless his little alien loving heart. he (laughs) He basically just takes all like new footage from ufos or anything weird and he compiles them for like a week and he's like hey check this out and sometimes it's kind of boring because he just lets the whole video play and it's like i don't want to saw <laughs> damn video <clears throat> but his whole thing is like it's all about having it all in the open like there's no editing videos here. oh yeah and i'll say that sometimes he comes across really cool interesting videos that you're like huh that's that's weird and then he also gets these obviously like faked yeah. or it's like that looks like a helicopter or uh, yeah. that's not a man in black. That's just a guy wearing a black suit. And but he but see, the thing is, he still believes he runs up to him. Yeah. See, look at the man in black. I'm confronting him. Look at him. Look at him. He's all I'm just trying to go to work. OK, see you saying that and it sounds funny. But that actually happened in a video. There was a guy at a train stop. 
and there was two guys just in black suits, right? Whatever. And the guy starts videotaping them from far, and he's like, yeah, see, I caught these two. They're following me. Look at these men in black. And then he goes to in front of them, and he's like, yeah, you guys men in black, huh? Oh, you don't think I could see you? I've been seeing you following me. And they're just, they have, like, this look of, like, what the fuck is going on? And it's like, it obviously just looks like two guys that are, I don't know, just happen to have the same type of suits. And it's not like, you know, the whole men in black thing. It's like they're weird or whatever, blah, blah, blah. They just look like regular guys. And he's, like, confronting them. And yeah. if that wasn't enough, then he has the guy on there. And he was like, yeah, all the men in black have actually been following me for, uh, I think, since I was about six years old. <coughs> I'm currently 65. And, and so, basically, he just goes on this whole thing, right? Oh, he believes in, like, all the gang stalking and all that? Yeah, and it, it's, like, ridiculous. Just another video, since you brought it up, this one video popped up that a real man in black caught on camera, and the guy was like, yeah, so I got this email with this video, and he was explaining the whole thing, and he was like, see for yourself, and he plays a video, and it's a video of a guy who's like, yeah, I work for this, um, this, uh, this blah 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 agency and and like all oh, this look I came across this yesterday and oh like I gotta oh this is so secret I have to film this like I'm filming it on my phone. Then proceeds to talk for about a good eight minutes about oh I have to hurry and film this because oh like you know just in case they're trying to you know take this or whatever. Legit talking like this for eight minutes. And it's just him with the screen like it looks like a regular computer, right? Mm. And there's a little video screen right there, paused. Yeah. And he's filming it, saying like, yeah, oh, blah, blah, blah. This is talking for eight minutes, saying how he has to hurry yeah. and take this video. Well, he has to hurry. He needs to make it explicit and tell you about how he has to hurry. For eight minutes. For eight minutes. Then he plays a video, and he's like explaining what's happening. Yeah. Basically... It's like the most fake video. If I, I'll try to find it after we really? film. Yeah. Like the guy comes like, hey, I'm a business guy. Give me that folder. <laughs> but it's like security camera. So it makes so it looks quote unquote real. But it's uh, you can tell it's fucking acting. But yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, I'm typing. I'm typing. Yes, I'm typing. It's like, look at see. This is where he comes in. And he's like trying to explain it. Right. And it's just a, like tall, bald guy in a suit. And he's talking and blah, blah. And she's like, he's like, see, this is where I don't know if she said, like, you need to leave or she's giving directions because she's pointing. And then he's like, look, this is where it all happens. And she like pulls back, pulls a drawer out, pulls a gun out. What? And he's like, yeah, CK, now look at this. And then the quote unquote man in black does this little thing with his hand, like a little, like a sweep or a swish. And the girl like turns around, puts the gun down and then follows him out. And he's like, this is this is so crazy, blah, blah, blah. Look at, look at, she left her purse there. Like, she didn't take anything. And then, like, ends or whatever. It's so fucking fake. What? That sounds so real. But everyone's like, yeah, this is so crazy. Like, of course the mainstream media won't pick this up. <coughs> and it's like, because it's so fucking fake. Like, it looks so fake. There's some, we talked about this before. There's some videos that we have a... We have a, a reason to believe that they're fake, but they look really good. Yeah. And they look cool or scary or whatever, right? Doesn't matter. This looks so fake. The way you described it sounds like it sounds real. It sounds to me like it genuinely happened. It, like, 
see with every cool coincidence of like this UFO and mm-hmm. these people on the plane seeing mm-hmm. it and the yeah. air traffic, whatever. There's like a thousand other things put out there that are fake or can be debunked or just stupid. Yeah. And instead of like trying to pick and choose of like this, because I'm not saying everyone. We're not. We're not saying everyone, but there's a lot of people out there that instead of just trying to pick and choose of like, oh, yeah, this is see, this is a really interesting one. They're like, well, this ties into my narrative more, too. So I'm going to believe it as well. And you're you're a part of the fake media. So you have no saying it's ridiculous. It's it's fucking stupid. But this isn't our conspiracy theory podcast that comes out next week. So don't worry. I'll just. The Man in Black is real. It's a movie starring Will Smith, okay? <laughs> it's a good movie. It's a good trilogy if you give the third one a chance. So just chill. This is the fucking news. Well, in lighter news, Jude Law said that it's a terrible shame that um, Woody Allen's new movie got shelved. What movie? Um, it was... So he... Because you know how he's in the new... Um, Fantastic Beast movie, you know, The Crimes of Johnny Depp. Yeah. But it wasn't supposed to be his only, f- like, film role this year, but um, it was called A Rainy Day in New York. It's, la- it's Woody Allen's latest film, and it was expected to come out in theaters before the end of the year, and then it's been indefinitely shelved by um, Amazon Studios. I, w- I don't know why. Like, why would they... It's t- like he said, like Jude Law says, it's a terrible shame about a rainy day in New York not seeing the light of day in theaters. I love to see it. People worked really hard and put a lot in. So, it's a... It's an Amazon film? Hmm. Sars Jude Law, right? And how old's Jude Law? Like He's 40s. like 40-something, right? <coughs> Opposite Elle Fanning, Timothy Chalamet... Selena Gomez and um, Rebecca Hall. Oh, okay. Now I get it. So it's this like 45-year-old guy who mm-hmm. runs into this girl like when it's raining, right? Yeah. And then they spark up like this relationship. Like doesn't have to be sexual no, yet. No, no, no. It's not sexual no, yet. No, no, no. And then she tells her friend who is uh, Selena Gomez and then she falls for him too. But like See, but the boy also likes him. Um, Timothy Chalamet. But in the end, like, they don't want him. They end, both of them end up dating. Jude Law? Yeah, Jude Law. Right? Is that, is that the... I think so. Cause, and then I think Rebecca Hall's in there somewhere. But they spent $25 million on the film's production budget. I get it. Like, I can, I can see where... Prior to, I don't know, maybe like the last few years, you could be like, oh yeah, Woody Allen, he's he's a director. And before that, like 10 years ago, you would have been like, oh yeah, Woody Allen, he's a good director. And then before that, they would have been like, yeah, he's one of the best directors ever. And then, you know, as time slowly went on, we we discovered, oh yeah, what a horrible, horrible human being he is. I don't know where I was going with that. I mean, because, I mean, look at his other film whatever works it's basically what you just described that's that's literally the movie like um it's with larry david which he i'll say larry david's great and um is it rachel evan wood no evan rachel wood whatever she (laughs) she comes out in it and like you know how 
uh, Larry David is. You know how young she is. And it's just, you can literally tell this is just Woody Allen being like, oh, what's wrong, guys? I mean, like, I don't understand. Like, you, you guys don't, what are you, you looking at me like this? Oh, my God. It's like, you, you, you look at me like this, I'm trying to write in some kind of, like, weird fantasy about, like, my life. And it's like, oh, no, no don't look at me. I'm, I mean, I'm, I, I'm just the director. I, I, I mean, I, yeah, I wrote it. But, I mean, guys, come on. I don't know. Good that they shelved it. Yeah. But, like, learn to shut your fucking mouth, dude. Like, <coughs> you you seriously can't be oblivious to this because you're closer to the situation than we are. We're just a bunch of dudes who watch movies in our spare time and then yeah. make a podcast about it. Yeah. And we know this stuff. You're in fucking mm-hmm. Hollywood, right? Yeah. Like, you're, you're literally there. So you can't... There's no way none of this news can come not come to you. Because I'm pretty sure there's like maybe five or 200 people that probably said something to you. Oh, why does everybody hate me now? Oh, jeez, I made Annie Hall and I, everybody loved me. And then now, oh, why does everybody hate me now? I mean, uh, like, uh, I mean, well, I do one little bad thing and everybody hates me now. Oh, God. <laughs> Amazon Prime members can dive into Aquaman a week early. Dive on in. So the Amazon just like not too long ago revealed that like certain like members will get to see this um, a week early. Like, what do you what do you think about that? Like, I feel like that's like it's not like a revolutionary thing because we've seen like where directors do release um, like. Back with when do you remember those things? What were they called? They were called um, DVDs. They would release. What's a DVD? Yeah, I, some I don't know some weird ancient technology, but they would release like DVDs at the same time as like as a release in like theaters. So it's a way to like kind of jump on like the whole like people who don't like going to the movies, even though it's like go to the theater. But like, what do you think about that? It's you different. think it's like a because there's movies that you can you can either buy or rent, right, that are still shown in theaters. Yeah. Mostly independent films. But this one's more of, like, this is a major motion picture. Yeah, and it's one that, I mean, not everyone, but most people are, like, not most people. Certain people are, like, anticipating it as a film. Probably a big chunk of moviegoers in yeah. America. Yeah, are anticipating it. Yeah. So it's like, oh, wow, to actually get to see it, like, a week early and all i have to be is a amazon prime member that's i mean it's only how much is it nine nine like a hundred dollars a hundred dollars a year like what a steal i mean we're not sponsored but i mean amazon come on it is weird especially because it's not like all theaters i'm almost positive that it's not playing anywhere near us except for i think studio movie grill aquaman no, well, the Amazon thing. Oh, oh, okay. Because it's like only certain movie theaters or whatever, mm. and that's a big thing. Is a- AMC is not a part of it, which is a big chunk. Like they're saying, like, like a big chunk. One of the, the major chains. In, yeah, in and America. and I believe. Um, oh, Cinemark. Yeah, Cinemark. They said it's a pretty big one too. That isn't a part of it. That's so weird. I mean, I get they can't get every movie theater. No, to do I it. and I get it, but at the same time, it's like if you wanted the selective service that you know you, oh come on join our membership like you'll get this movie a week early or instead of that it could be urging these already paying customers to say 
hey, there's this movie you could see early, like, you know, you could see it before anyone else, and, you know, it's it's a movie everyone's going to love. Yeah. So, like, you remember, why don't you just go? That's true. I, I don't believe that there's any discounts or anything, Mm-mm. but, you know, I mean, that, that could be something that they thought is better sell than you- having someone get Prime to go see it That's early. That's true. Do you think this would be like something going forward in the future that other studios would try to do, like replicate, like where we're gonna see like, oh, the next Avengers film coming out? Like, I'm not obviously that's like no, because Disney um, wants money too much. But oh, next uh, Avengers film, you get to see it two weeks early if you get uh, Disney Plus now. I think it depends on how well this does. Like, if this one thing spikes tickets, like, let's say, let's just say, like, oh, box office opening weekend is 200 million, right? And that's, like, what they they think they're going to get. But this week before, they get, like, 150 million. And then the next week, they get, you know, let's say, like, another 150 million. They'll be like, wow. Way more people saw it when we did this as opposed to just releasing, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, that could be something. But I think what would be more so is that some of these streaming sites are going to be used for uh, special content like Disney. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, oh, you can watch the movie a week early, you could say, hey, the week before, you know, the movie comes out, there's actually a 15 minute short that you know, happens before the movie or whatever, right? And it's only on Disney Plus. Yeah. And, like, it's super exclusive, you know, know, get you into it or whatever, right? Or, you know, it's like, watch the first 15 minutes like they did with um, Overlord. They released that whole beginning scene. that's true. They released it online. They could do stuff like that now, right? Where, like, let's say us who, like, are anticipating this, right? Mm. And it's like, watch the first 17 minutes. Because, you know, they always say, like, extended scene, and it's like, oh, it's like a four-minute scene. Cool. But imagine Disney did that with uh, Infinity War, and it was that whole beginning scene on the ship. Ooh, dang. For free, right? That'd be so cool. All that you have to do so is, cool. is it, it came on, and it's on Disney Play, and that's all you have to have, right? Can I can if that is a thing in the future? Can I just say right now, um, Disney? Just you want just, you just want to take my bank account? Yeah, they actually probably do. Huh? We're we're not gonna be that greedy. <laughs> we just want most of your money. I could see them doing something more than that, more like that. But we also talked about didn't Amazon buy movie theaters or something like that? They, yeah, they are. They're starting to. So this could, like we talked about, like we have no idea what they're doing. This could be something that they do from now on. Yeah, and you can bring your um, your Alexa along too. Oh, she tells you facts through the whole movie. Yeah, you just hear all these people's different Alexa saying all these stupid facts out of nowhere. Like they didn't try and sync it up or anything. Like it's just saying these facts out of nowhere, and it's like, hey, can you can you turn your hey can you turn your Alexa down? No, can you turn yours down? Um. I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but you know they are trying. Like, to, like we've talked about before, they're mm. trying these crazy things of like pick your own tail movie. That's true. Movies, right? Where you sit and you're like, oh, we all vote for A or B, and you know what I mean. That's, that's true. Like choose your own adventure type of thing. Yeah. So, Ugh. 
Gimmicks, we, gimmicks, gimmicks. <laughs> we've known for a while that there's going to be a lot of crazy shit that's going to be tried out in movies yeah. for you know for now for maybe a couple of years yeah, maybe forever who knows well because it's like like we said before it's like nothing new it's like with 3d 3d just it it died it came back it died it came back it's dead we should just shit on well, it james cameron's gonna bring it back <laughs> yeah so you don't even have to wear glasses yeah, yeah we should just shit on its grave <laughs> it's uh it's interesting. I mean, maybe the diehard fans, mm-hmm. you know, would go. Because, I mean, to be honest, it's like, hey, you want to go see it early? Like, go to Studio Movie Grill. It's like, maybe if I'm free and yeah, I don't have I, the I time, the money, and I don't the know effort to go out. I don't know if I'd go out of my way to yeah, like, oh, maybe. Yeah. If it's not difficult where I could just, like, you know... Like, oh, hey, like, scan this or something. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if it's something easy and I'm able to, sure. But if it's, like, uh, I could just wait a week and I could go to, you know, another movie theater. Or um, I could wait longer. So, you know what I mean? Like, I'll just watch it whenever I'm free. But I'm definitely going to go. I'm definitely going to watch Aquaman. I'm going to go into it hoping that I like it. Yeah. But if I don't like it, I'll be like, ah, it is a DC film. <laughs> Welcome to Suburbicon, a town of great wonder and excitement. Hey there. Built with the promise of prosperity for all. Nikki, you need to get up. There are men in the house. Son, there's something I have to tell you. Those men killed mom. We've decided it'd be best if your Auntie Margaret came and stayed with us. Nikki needs a mother. We'll be strong. We'll be fine. Mr. Lodge? Yes. You know a character named Rizzoli? He's a loan shark. If you were into the mob for money, that might explain what happened to your wife. Hi, pal. <gasps> this is the last time that clown's gonna ignore us. Take care of a kid. These animals took everything from us. I have to make decisions like what's best for the family. Any progress on the investigation? A mobster got killed a couple of days ago. I can end the conversation real quick. Sorry for his loss. Of life? Yeah, I guess he probably is too. Nobody I'm here to collect. What do you want? I want all of it. All of it. Nothing like this ever happened here. This is a safe place. It was. Would you like a cup of coffee? I could have you killed in no time. Could kill you too. <laughs> Nobody speak. Nobody gets
Suburbicon is a 2017 film co-written by the Coen brothers and George Clooney, who also directed the project. In 1959, the rather peaceful neighborhood of Suburbicon is shaken up when the first black family moves in, the Mayors. Right behind the Mayors' house is the Lodge family. Gardner, played by Matt Damon, Rose, played by Julianne Moore, Nikki, played by Noah Jupe, and Margaret, also played by Moore. Margaret, Nikki's aunt, tells Nikki to go meet and play with the young boy who just moved in, which kicks off a friendship between the two. Soon after one night, Nikki is woken up by his father and a strange man, asking him to come downstairs. As they all come down, the two men in the house start to chloroform everyone, but overdose Rose with more. When Nikki awakens in the hospital, they let him know of his mom's death. As time passes, Margaret is now fully living with the family in order to help around the house. But things get fishy when the police bring the family in to identify men they think might have something to do with Rose's death. And Gardner lies saying it isn't them. But not before Nikki sees for himself. Margaret starts to transform more into the image of Rose. And Nikki starts to become more aware of something going on. Soon after the police line up, the two men come into Gardner's office and attack him. Asking for the whole payment he promised him to kill Rose. And to take care of Nikki, or they would. Not long after, Nikki catches his dad and Margaret having sex in the basement, and that's when he knows things are not alright. That's when insurance agent Bud Cooper, played by Oscar Isaac, comes into play. Once he starts to ask Margaret a few questions, his suspicions about the claims are all but true, stating that he'd come back when Gardner comes home. That's also the night the two hitmen decide to break into the house and kill Margaret and Nikki as well as a full-on riot happening in the street over in front of the mayor's house. When Cooper comes back, he lets Gardner know that he knows he hired people to kill his wife and that he'll let them go if he gives them all the money from the claim. But before Gardner can answer, Margaret poisons Cooper and he takes off in the street, making Gardner chase him and finish him. So now with a dead insurance agent, Gardner makes a plan to drive Cooper's car with Cooper in the trunk off into an undeveloped area. When he takes off, Nikki calls his uncle stating that they want to kill him, right before Margaret cuts the phone line. Downstairs, she starts to make a meal for Nikki, but adds crushed up pills in hopes to kill him. But as she does, one of the hitmen comes up behind her, strangling her to death. Nikki hides under his bed and barricades the door, but the hitman finds him, grabbing for him. Before he can get him, Nikki's uncle comes and saves Nikki, killing the man, giving him a gun and hiding him in the closet before dying from a stab wound he got from the struggle. When Gardner comes home, he finds Nikki hiding and sits him down to talk, all while the riot explodes into the mayor's front yard and cops try to fight back the rioters. Gardner sits his son down and starts to explain how the rest of the night can go, giving him two options, shooting him and blaming the hitman, or calling the cops and both sharing the same story. But without his knowledge, Gardner starts to eat the meal Margaret prepared for Nikki. And when morning comes, Nikki is watching TV until he sees his friend come out, meaning him to play ball, as the camera passes Gardner's lifeless body lying across the table. Suburbicon. Mm-hmm. What do you think? You know what? I remember seeing the trailer for this and thinking, oh, that looks kind of okay. And then... I remember like seeing some reviews and they're like not great, so I was like, "Oh, okay, I guess it's not that good." But then you're when you when we when you suggested it, I was like, "I'll put it on and I'll watch it." <laughs> and you know what? I actually really liked it. I thought it was pretty good. I like that the the way that they ramp up the tension, like with this other story that is like the subtlety of the. What this is really what this 
like this era was about. The thing is, I remember when the commercials came out, and it seemed a little bit more quirky mm-hmm. than it really is. Yeah, and this this is technically like a, a dark comedy. Yeah, but yeah, the same thing. Like all the reviews are really bad, and it was just one of those things that's like, ah, I'll I'll watch it sometime. And then it came on, so I was like, all right, let's watch it. I will say the movie that we got was good. Yeah, but if I personally could change a few things. I would love it even more so. What would you do? I would make the kid the main character. He kind of is, you know, to an extent. But I think, like you said, where they have this B storyline with the family and, and, you know, everyone just kind of coming to this riot. Mm. I think it would have hit a lot more if... You had these two kids that were just being friends, right? And, like, he sees it. Because they do show it a little bit, like, where he's just like, oh, that's weird. Like, <laughs> he's yeah. like, you have, to, you have to eat a lot of food to get that fat. <laughs> <laughs> and he does, and he, you know, says, like, the whole, like, whatever. Because, see, then I felt like some things like that. Like he was saying, like, my dad says you can't show them fear or whatever. That stuff could have had a lot more weight to it. If he would have focused more on the kid and, like, the kid's doings and having everything else in the background. I think at moments they want, like, you can tell that's what they wanted. But then they, I think they had, like, oh, Matt Damon and Julianne Moore. I do. I also think that this movie, this movie could have been one of those movies that if you had, like, a uh, two-hour, 15-minute runtime, it would have helped out. Yeah. So you could have done that. You could have had a lot more scenes focusing on the kid, but still keep you know the other scenes in there. But some of that stuff was just like I think it would have played out better. The whole you know my dad says you can't show them that you're scared or whatever. It's like I thought that was gonna be a big thing because I at the so end, too. you know, it's like oh he's gonna be like fuck you, dad. That's what I th- I thought he was because he gives him the gun and he, he opens the closet. Door. I thought he was gonna be like. Bam. Yeah, shoot and he does it. But then when he's sitting there and he's basically telling him, like, I'm going to kill you or we're going to we're gonna lie together, I thought he was going to say some, like, some smart-ass shit, like, stop crying and be like, fucking do it, pussy. Yeah. You know, or, you know, maybe not that, not that exactly, but, but he kind of does it. <laughs> yeah. He, he, the whole time he kind of runs away in fear. So it's like, you were showing fear the whole time. Yeah, it's like. The movie's telling you, like, you should do what these people do, where they are showing, like, we're not going to leave because we b- demand to to have equal rights, to be welcome to this neighborhood, that we shouldn't have to be fear-mongered out of here. And then the kid just ends up doing the opposite. He's just, like, going along and, like, kind of, like, oh, I'm scared the whole time. Like, oh, uncle, yeah. they're going to kill me. Like, there's, there's little things like that that kind of, like, uh it would have been way better if you just changed that little thing. Mm. But, like I said, the movie that we got was really good. I thought Julianne Moore did a pretty good job, too. Like, playing two different characters. Yeah, I mean, the other one she only had to play for a little bit. Oh, I so. know. But, I mean, it was pretty good Like that she was able to distinctly show you, like, oh, she's a different character now. Yeah. Because uh, at first when she, they, they show them both, I was like, 
I know that's Julianne Moore, but who's the other actor? Yeah, no, I was just doing <laughs> the same thing. I was like, wow, they got their girl look almost like identical. And I was like, oh, they're identical twins. I was like, oh, no, they, that's her. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I got that. One thing I, I will say at least the movie does at least good with is like the whole, like, she doesn't necessarily believe any of these, like Julianne Moore's character, any of the, the ideas of this whole community of like, oh, oh, black people, they're not allowed here type of thing. But like you, she, you see how much like mob mentality and like peer pressure plays into like, like what these people thought at the time. It's like, oh, well, I, I got to do what this guy tells me. He's my boss. He's going to fire me if I let you take that bread home for what, like five cents. Like it's actually, I don't know how much was stuff worth in like the 50s. Mm, it's made up money in the 50s. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, like I think that's where I kind of said like maybe I wanted to focus more on the kid mm-hmm. because you could have you could have focused on the kids having their relationship right and then you show more of how their family deals with racism and he's just like oh that sounds dumb you know but still having this whole like crazy shit happen behind him yeah like you can kind of show like how children are innocent and they don't they're oblivious to like these actual things that are going on like it's like, oh, why are these people being like this to you? Like, you're just some, like, cool little kid that I'm hanging out with. And he's like, I don't know. My, I don't know. My dad just said we can't show him fear. And like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like they don't know that this is something real. One thing I liked was that this idea of, like, oh, black people, like, make it so that, like, our neighborhood's bad. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, no, like, see, like, you could have made a... I feel like you could have still made a funny film with, like... You could have made this as two separate films. Like, the one with the kids, and then the one with the family. With, like, the the black family having to endure, like, this horrible, horrible white people. Because we know how horrible white people were. And still are. That that could have been the dramatic part. Yeah. And then the other part could have been, like, the silly, funny part. Because mm-hmm. it sounds ridiculous. Yeah. Because it's like... They like the oh none of this would none of this happened before them people moved in and like even even Matt Damon's character at the very end he blames all of the things that happened that him killing his wife and like getting those hitmen and like every every all the whole thing on the black people. My town don't play with them. Yeah, and it's like (laughs) it's funny because they still do that. Like either way, I actually really like the movie. yeah, even though we're like, yeah, even though we're picking stuff. at it, we're picking at it in the context of like what could have made this movie mm-hmm. great because the movie didn't do very well. Mm-hmm. It, the budget was twenty five million dollars and it only made him eleven million. Jeez, which for twenty five million dollars, if you told me that you made this movie for twenty five million dollars, I would say that was actually a really fucking good movie. Yeah, and it actually it played a little bit more as like a smaller indie film. Mm-hmm. As opposed to like a, a major uh, yeah. movie release, which I believe this was. If anything, watching this movie, it's like I can't believe people think like, or I can't believe people used to think like that. Then you're like, wait, I can't believe people think like that. But yeah, like that. If anything from this film, like it's one of those like shockers. Same thing with um, Three Billboards. Yeah, you know how like like it's kind of casually racist. Yeah, but. It's like because people still think like that. They still believe that. They're, you know, mm-hmm. there's still people like that in this world today. 
Yeah. If you take anything from this movie, it's shot extremely well. Oh, yes. Uh, Especially for a movie that only costs like a quarter. uh, Well, I mean, it's George Clooney. Of course it's going to be. I mean, because have you seen any of his other like films? Because he is a really good director. I think like I don't think it deserved as much yeah kind of distaste that it had. It's it, I think if this movie was played out more towards like an independent film, mm-hmm. I think it would have done a lot better, you know, yeah. a more limited release kind of that type of film I think kind of plays out a little better of like, oh yeah, that makes sense why it wasn't a huge film, but other than that, great film. Definitely yeah. worth watching. Yeah. Uh, I say watch it if you have a chance to. Like, if you have a chance to. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's not one that I'd be like, oh, go out, go right now, stop stop listening, go go watch it right now. It's like, no. Um, if yeah. you come across it and you have time to watch a, a movie, or even if you're like, I mean, oh, they, yeah, it's that movie, like, you know, put it in your watch list for leaders. Because Hulu does describe it as, like, a comedy thriller. Because at first, you, you are given kind of like a wait, what's going on type of thing with the, like, with them, with the guys, like, him not pointing them out and the lineup and stuff like that. So it does kind of give you that a little bit. I wouldn't, I I don't know if i call it a thriller exactly. It's it's a, it's a, I could see where it's a thriller, but it's not like. But it's not an overt. Super suspenseful. Yeah, it's not an overt thriller. Yeah. It's an interesting movie. Yeah. Uh, It's not. It's it's yeah it's like a a dark comedy type mm. of movie but you know th- yes there's better movies out there but this is I think for the star power you get it's definitely worth watching yeah definitely okay so just recently we had um we had elections. And with some of those elections, certain people won that some people didn't want. And other people won that everyone wanted. And, you know, some races were too close to call. And eventually it worked out to being like, well, this is who won. It's not necessarily who either that person wanted or this person wanted. But in the state of Georgia... um, Brian Kemp was declared the winner of that race against Stacey Abrams. For anyone out there who's not informed, Stacey Abrams, if she had won, would have been the first... She would have been the first female black governor of any state in U.S. history. And a lot of people now have been saying, you know, like either in Hollywood, like movie studios or actors, specifically like Ron Perlman just recently was like i'm not filming in georgia and like are like boycott georgia now which we do know that they do have a lot of film in that state because they do a lot of incentives for film to come to that state so my question is at what point do we have to look at like the pros and cons and the divisions of where we want to draw lines and like where do we boycott and why do we boycott is well it is interesting because a lot of times when you hear about these boycotts and these protests or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a there's a division where people say, like, this is your job. Yeah. And then, like, you don't have to be here type of deal, right? Exactly. Now, is it wrong for 
movie studios to boycott Georgia because their political landscape doesn't line up with their political views. To an extent, yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, hey, Dom, you want to film this movie? It's Mm -hmm. about this, you know, black trans woman that's doing this, right? And it's like, yeah, yeah, let's film it in this small town in Texas that actually has rights uh, going against trans people. Yeah. No, you wouldn't do that. I mean, unless you're, you know, crazy, like some badass who's like, yeah, I want to fight everyone. But you probably wouldn't do that. You'd be like, oh, we're just going to look for a different location. Mm-hmm. I think I think to that extent, it's understandable. But then it's like, you're right. Where does the line, where is the line in the sand where it's like, okay, now you're using this as like a pond in this economy, right? Mm-hmm. Where... Oh wow! You know, you oh you guys you you have this law that we don't like anymore. Well, if you don't get rid of it, then we're just gonna pull our millions upon millions of dollars from your town. Yeah, Yeah. I bet you like that. Like that's where it gets scary. See, and then it also leads to this idea of like, so what do you want to happen? Like, I don't like the outcome of the election, but you know, like that's that's you know they went and voted. Yes, may, maybe the guy who eventually won shouldn't have been in charge of the votes, but you know, like that's the kind um, of government. Excuse me, he actually uh, excused himself from his political role so he can oh be neutral. God. Okay, Dom. Let's... Can this overturn? This can't overturn what people have decided and voted for. Like just because you're like, oh, I'm willing to yank these jobs away from the state. It, until you guys get to be in my head space about it. Like, you guys aren't going to have no jobs until you think like me. And it's like, to a certain extent, it's like, I understand what you're going for. But, like, see, like, me and you, we, we've talked about this before. Where we, we like to take a situation and we look at both sides. We don't, and we come up with our own idea for what it is. And, like, I was talking to someone at lunch um, about that because she didn't – she's like, oh, I, I feel like I should get into politics, but, like, I feel like it's so complex and this and that. It's like, yeah, but see, like, here's the thing is, like, people should be able to form their own opinions from things, and you shouldn't let one person tell you one thing and then you just start like – like, even Stacey Abrams is like, no, you shouldn't let Hollywood just take away these jobs because they don't like the outcome but at the same time like they are a business and they can do what they want yeah so and and like we used to have tax incentives and we could bring more like we could bring jobs to arizona right instead like arizona steps up and is like yes you guys don't want to be there like look at we'll we'll give you the incentives you want come film here and like it's closer to california than georgia I mean, it's less travel time. It's and like not only that, but people can work from California and you know travel back and forth a shorter distance. Yeah, it's both sides where they're kind of right in their own yeah. way. But if I owned a film company and mm-hmm. I was producing this film or something, right? Like I like let's say Dom, I I wanted to make your film. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, whatever you need. You know, uh, put the money up for it, whatever, right? 
and then you tell me that oh yeah we're gonna film we're gonna film in this area and in this area it's gonna cost about so and so to make and i look back and i'm saying wait isn't that the town that voted like 95 percent republican for the for the what's his name uh more or no brian camp brian camp i don't know if i want my business my money being spent there isn't that my right like can i tell you like hey you know what how about you search for somewhere else and i get you know there's certain places where if you want the shot you're gonna get the shot it's understandable like if you want a grand canyon shot you're gonna go to grand canyon yeah or you you know you could go somewhere else obviously but you know what i mean so yeah i get it. it it is it is a bit upsetting knowing that someone could just take everything because they don't think that they should be there because it doesn't align with their politics but at the same point if you're if let, let's just say right that governor wanted to pass laws against like trans people and you know i have you know like let's say you know my brother or someone is trans and i've first-handedly seen all of this stuff happen because of it right Mm -hmm. why would why why then would i want to have my money or any of my businesses or business whatever right want to have anything to do with that town or that governor or whatever right it's like i i wouldn't I i wouldn't want to support it i don't know i i can see both sides to it I do understand where it is a slippery slope, but I also will concede to say it's kind of their right to do whatever they want. And and I feel like too, like yeah, like go, going back to what you say said about like Brian Kemp, he, and he could start passing these laws, right? They could start him and the people who were elected. They could start passing, and then like more and more they boycott it. Then their economy kind of slumps down. But it could see. This is where it's like it's that weird tricky thing where you have to like really think about it where it's like see but is this is that helpful because now what if like those people who initially voted for them are like well what happened to the economy like because you guys passed all these laws that I love but like it got rid of the business like so do I vote you guys out now? Do I sweep them out of office? Like because yeah, it could be. I mean like I, I yeah I hate that like people who aren't like me are allowed to live, but I like money. So those are the things that you you have to think about. It's like it could see possibly doing this could in future change things. Like where people are like, well, I'm more of a business minded uh, southern gentleman, and I don't want all these businesses to leave here so what i'll do instead is get rid of these people so then they'll get rid of the laws that i don't that these people don't like you're right like this could all be a big snowball effect but you don't really know the outcome it could it could go exactly how you might think it would go where these all of these movie productions start to pull out move other places the economy starts to fail and where you know where is the finger going to be blamed or you know who knows maybe they're going to be fine and they're like yeah fuck that place whatever but just the fact that you can do it is sketch but imagine if you know montana or someone gets like a big boom and like oh hey we could film a lot here or something or 
You know, or, or yeah, even here. Like, let's say, like, you know what? Why focus on Georgia when we could go to Arizona? They have desert and they have woods area. We have mm-hmm. a bunch of area where you can film. Let's just do it there, right? Or they don't even have to stay here. I mean, we, you know, you always talk about how Vancouver is, like, a big place to film movies, too. It just, like... <laughs> or what if, like, these certain select people who are boycotting, because they're leaving, it frees up even more space so more people go. Like, it has the adverse effect. Like, because now there's more space available, more productions start to go there because they're like, oh, well, d- let's let's just give an example. I know uh, Disney likes to shoot there, right? Like, for Mar- like Marvel movies, they use it a lot. Let's just say they happen to move away from Georgia, right? And now, like, look at now, maybe Warner Brothers is like, oh, well, Disney doesn't want to shoot there, but, like, we are the opposite of Disney, so we're going to just shoot all of our movies there, right? See, now they've filled this hole where where they thought, like, oh, yeah, by boycotting, we can get them to, like, change these laws. But now you've left this hole, so now it's vacated, and all these other production companies are, like, coming back. But it also could, that could bite them in the ass, too, where... Then the the news headline is Disney boycotts Georgia, right? Yeah. And then Warner Brothers goes there, and then DC movies start to do even worse, right? Yeah. And people say, well, if Marvel can pull out, or if Disney can pull out, and they can still make these movies, then why can't DC do it? Like, I boycott that. That's and true. And then DC, you know, or Warner Brothers starts to lose money, and they're like, oh, we fucked up. It... In, in all honesty, it could take a lot of time for if this. This is all hypothetical. Yeah, this is this is basically the whole theory of economics and capitalism yeah. and po- politics all thrown into one thing. And yes, it it sounds ridiculous when you're thinking about it because it's like, well, that's this is all about movies. It's like yes, but this is a good example of like these things, these fa- these variables that we have in the world that can affect so much. We're just saying that we don't really know what could happen, but we'll say that the idea of a movie studio or an actor or whatever pulling out because they don't they don't align their politics what with the state or the but, city or something. I kind of have to say like, yeah, they're kind of in the right. Looking at it, looking at this and specifically like a business aspect mm. they completely have that right oh yeah uh yeah a lot of this can you know have dire consequences for certain areas mm. but if your if your film company doesn't align with the georgia politics then why do you have to film there you no. don't have to film there And that's why it's tricky because it's like, see, you got to look at the pros and the cons from both sides. And I think that's what most people in America don't do nowadays. They don't try and look at, hey, if we pass this law, like, yeah, right now I get the instant gratification of hating on trans people. But like for the future, it's like, oh, but like my kid is trans and in the future. But like, oh, man, that's going to suck for them. But I want to feel good now. If this becomes a bigger deal, we'll talk about it in a future episode. But right now, it's just, it's more of like a, a flicker, right? Yeah. More than a flame. Yeah. So, you know, if this starts a whole fire, then yeah, of course, we'll talk about it. And maybe you might even see things, you know, come out of it. But yeah. 
until then, guys, we'll end it. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Oh my gosh, thank you. Um, if you're listening to this, it's coming on Black Friday. Ooh, Black so Friday. We hope you guys had a good Thanksgiving. And even if you don't celebrate Thanksgiving in the sense of like, yeah, white people making up a story, yeah, you know, be happy that you're with family or friends or etc. And yeah, you know, have fun shopping. Make sure you punch people to make till you get the best deals. <laughs> um, if you guys have time this weekend and want to listen to old episodes. Uh, check out our Pippa page. We have links on our Instagram and our Twitter at intb underscore podcast. And give us a follow as well. Or you can email us directly at intbpodcast at gmail.com. And yeah, uh, you know, like, subscribe, you know, follow, whatever, do whatever. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's nice when people comment some stuff, that, you know, knows that you guys care. But. Yeah. Um, also, uh, gobble gobble turkey day. If you if that's if that's your thing. If not, then hey, it's a normal it's a normal week for you. But uh, it's uh, it's not that bad. 